Moms. I'm Elizabeth Rago. And I'm Stephanie Donovan. And together, we are Modern Domestic Moms. A podcast where we discuss our mama mania, sharing our perceptions and insights as we relate to you and the moms around us. So go ahead, fill your glass, and join in with us on the conversation. Because mama ain't easy. And you don't have to do it alone. Come Come sip with us. Ladies and gentlemen. There's so much truth. That's going to be going through my head now as I'm like working on making the turkey this year. Yes. You should just play that in your house as people are walking in. That's going to be awesome. (laughs) Oh my word. Part duh of the Thanksgiving episode. The Thanksgiving, I almost called it a trilogy, but no, we need to end it with (laughs) just two episodes. It's all we can handle. Shall we housekeep? Yeah. What do you have on your list? Well, She's Birdie, they're having a holiday sale over there at she'sbirdie.com. And and our code, to my understanding, works with the sale, which is huge. You can get 10% off of one, 20% off of three plus, 30% off of five plus of the Birdie personal alarm system. And don't forget to use our code DOMESTIC15 for an additional 15% off. You've probably heard us talk about it. The Birdie is a personal safety alarm that is easy to carry, simple to use. You just activate it with one quick pull. It will emit a 130 decibel siren and flashing strobe light to help deter an attack. So if you're walking alone, you're out holiday shopping, walking the dog at night, you know, you put that on your keychain, it just slips right on and you feel a little bit safer because you've got an alarm ready to go to scare the pants off of anyone who should approach you. Yeah, watch out. I remember one time I was walking somewhere alone. This was several years ago. And this guy was just following me. Sorry, Ooh. side convo. Yeah. And I did not have She's, She's birdie. birdie at the time. But I did turn around and say, what do you want? I have no money. <laughs> and then he got very confused and he walked away. Yeah, somebody approached me once in a parking lot selling magazines, and that's scary. Like, don't come up to somebody. This was years ago, but... So, I love my She's Birdie, actually. Yeah, you use it on Peter. I do, constantly, and my teenage son. (laughs) Get away from me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My housekeeping for Modern Domestic Woman is we had a women's healing circle yoga class in the month of November, and it was such a success, and the ladies were just, it was a safe space for women, and it was lovely, that we're going to have one on December 5th. So what you can expect from this is easy yoga poses. It's not like crazy, we're not doing handstands, so there's breath work, there's like easy meditation. Denise is the owner, and she's doing, she's being our guide, and she's amazing. It's just a very positive female environment where you feel very relaxed and ready to take on your day when you leave. So if you go to somastudiobatavia.com, go to the schedule page, and on there, search for December 5th, and you will find the Soma Yoga Studio MDW collaboration. And it's going to be fun. And I had a goodie bag for everyone who came last time, and I'm going to have another goodie bag for people who come this time. And there's a sound bath. Right? Yeah. The sound bowls. And that is, I mean, that is amazing. Yeah, it is. It sounds really cool. And you know what she does do? What's that favorite thing that you love? Oh, the Palo Santo. The Palo Santo. She does that. 
um, instead of like sage. It's just amazing. It's yeah. an amazing experience. The so sound cleansing. bowls are crazy. Most, a lot of people don't have those. They're very expensive to get and they are really amazing. So I just, yeah. I'm just going to go for that. It's a, well, and for you, but mostly well, the obviously. <laughs> hey, are you going to pass the pod love? Yes, I am. In <laughs> fact, I am going to pass the pod love on a podcast called Sounds Like a Cult. Now, I've gone, I've deep dive, I've deep dived, deep dove into all the culty things, and now I'm starting to listen to lots of different podcasts. So, the podcast Sounds Like a Cult is um, hosted by Amanda Montel, and I think it's Isa Medina. And Amanda Montel is a linguist, which is very cool. It's like yes. the study of languages and meaning of words and it's just very very interesting she's a new book out called cultish that i want to read but let me read you the description of the podcast so sounds like a cult it's a podcast about modern day cults we all follow do you think soul cycle is a cult what about elon musk stands or the royal family what about spiritual influencers is instagram itself a cult we're Sounds Like a Cult, a podcast that analyzes a different zeitgeisty group every week to try and answer the big question. This group sounds like a cult, but is it really? And if so, how bad is it? Wow. I love this because it talks about all these different groups and how you could potentially go like a little culty. Yeah. And it's just very interesting. Well, so. I hope Instagram isn't a cult because we're telling people to go join us over there at MDM the pad. <laughs> no. Come no, because join our cult. We're receptive to, I've read all about, like, wanting to. So yes, we're receptive to other ideas and um, all the things. So we are definitely not a cult. Okay, good. Good to know. All right. We are going to spill the drama. Are you ready? We're here to talk about our Thanksgiving troubles. And then I had an interview with Julia Randall, who is a licensed therapist. She's also known as the Blissful Mama on Instagram. And I brought all of our listener questions to her. So stay tuned for that because we will put it right into this episode. So do you want to start? You want me to start? I think we should just go like every other, every other. Yes, let's do you do one, I do one. Okay, here's, it's not so much drama. It's just a typical problem in you know, everyone I think has it. How to navigate multiple Thanksgivings, especially in different towns and with kids. I literally just had this conversation with my sister-in-law yesterday. Did you solve the problem? Um, you know what? It changes based on if you have little children as mm-hmm. opposed to teenagers. Yeah. And just your time and your wisdom growing as an adult. <laughs> boundaries. Once boundaries pop into your life, yeah. it, it's a game changer. But yes, go. you talk about the... Well, it's just hard. We've done it several years. When you're hosting, that's its own problem. But then, like, when you're not hosting and you have multiple Thanksgivings to get to and you don't want somebody or one side to feel ignored, it's hard. And it comes this game of, like, who planned it first. And I will not say who, but there's somebody we know that literally would plan Thanksgiving in, like, summer. She'd be like, Thanksgiving is at my house this year at this time. And it's like, just because you said it first, yeah, <laughs> it gets nuts. So, and I have definitely run into the problem where you are at a Thanksgiving, you know you have another one or two to go to, mm-hmm. but you can't get out of there. And it's like, the kids are playing, or the dinner's not served yet, and then you're like, 
oh my gosh, now what time are we going to be to the other one? And we're going to be late to this one. And then one person starts feeling guilty because it's their family you're going to. So then they're like getting mad and rushed. And the other person's like, let's just stay a little bit longer. Like it just gets gnarly. So what we have started to do is just a clear divide. Like we're going to this house for dinner and this house for dessert. Because even though I do still feel bad that we're leaving dishes then or leaving after dinner, you know, you have to figure it out somehow. And then do you flip-flop it the next year? You do dinner at the other person? It is different every year because some years we've hosted, some years my sister-in-law has hosted. Okay. I asked my older sister to host this year because we kind of split Christmas and Thanksgiving and I said, I just don't want Thanksgiving this year. So it just, every year is different, but it just happened that this year they're both at basically the same time, which is fine. I'm not going to make somebody plan around us. Who are we? We're just guests. Yeah. So I just think it gets hard there's no real clear solution unless you have one well there is um always the the solution of this is what we're doing and if you don't like it you can stick your thumb up your (laughs) choose an orifice well that's a good way to start the fighting on thanksgiving (laughs) i think it's just everybody has this conundrum Mm -hmm. and it gets annoying and you end up fighting with someone so i don't know the answer to that yeah well, there you go. That's why it's a conundrum. <laughs> What's your first? I have a couple different categories, but I'll start with <laughs> when I had small children, I had a different attitude about Thanksgiving than I do now. So I used to be very much in control and I wanted to appease everyone. So hence the going to like three different Thanksgivings. Yeah. But when I was hosting, I never wanted anyone to bring anything because I wanted to like present this amazing spread of Martha Stewart-esque. Oh, um, too much work. Oh, God, it was exhausting. And then I'd end up having like a panic attack. Um, I've, lo- I've, I've lost control. No, I haven't <laughs> lost control. I've basically just given up that element of myself of saying, you know what? Something goes wrong. And we talked about this in our last episode. Something will go wrong. Yeah. The turkey won't be done in time. Someone shows up late. You know, something melted all over your grandmother's placemat. The beagle yeah. steals the turkey, which the happened once. <laughs> right. So I think what's happened is over the years, I've... And as the kids have gotten older and life gets more and more and more complicated, I'm like, you know what? I can only control what I can control. And that's why I had that strategy of channeling people to bring over what they're good at. Yeah. So that I could also feel like solid about what was being presented. So it's still a little bit of control issue (laughs) when I'm hosting, (laughs) but not as much. So... That's like my gripe is when someone has to have control and that person was me. I'm like, just chill out, self. It's hard to have a good time when you're so yeah wound it, up about it. It is. I didn't have a good time at all. I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't eat. Yeah. And so basically my gripe is about me. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Well, you know what? That leads directly into, I think, another problem and that is how to assign dishes. I've tried it all. I have done open categories. Bring whatever you want. Just tell me what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I've done specific assignments. You bring this. You bring this. I've done a Google Doc. Sent it out and said, 
fill in what you want. I thought this, I honestly, it sounds like a great idea, right? Yeah. Here it is. Everybody fill in what they want to do, but anyone can edit the document. You know, it was more confusion than it was even. People didn't sign up or they changed things too late. It was such a mess. So that's not the answer. (laughs) The best way I found to assign is to give them a category and then say, bring in that category. So like, well, you are in charge of the potatoes however you want to do them or you are in charge of the vegetable and someone but then if someone else is bringing a vegetable make sure they're not bringing your vegetable you know so it's yeah. just isn't it ridiculous yeah it is uh, so I don't know you 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 are specific assigner I I do and before like when I was in the middle of being a control freak I would assign like the dishes but now I'm like okay well what does that person do super well mm-hmm. you know or do they have like an awesome bakery nearby yeah and then I'd say, bring this. Or you make that bread super yummy. Like, <laughs> do that one. Oh, and I did put up on our Instagram, what the hell is relish tray? <laughs> and the vote was tighter than I thought it was going to be. Was it really? It was 58 to 42. Okay. Of 58, no, we don't have a relish tray. 42, yes, we have a relish tray. So relish trays are a little more popular than I originally anticipated. I thought I was the only one out there that had heard of this, but... Apparently not. No. It's kind of funny. That damn relish tray lives on. (laughs) Kill it off. (laughs) All right, go to your next. Okay, my next gripe actually happens before Thanksgiving. (laughs) And it's the cleaning of the house before Uh, it even... So if you're hosting, mm -hmm. it's the cleaning of the house before everyone comes over. For some reason, nobody takes that seriously. No, except in you. my house, except for and you're me. panicked, and I and to the point where I will literally shout out, "It's your pubic hairs they're gonna see in the bathroom, Ew. not mine." <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Sorry. So really, it, it comes down to nobody is as concerned about the clean house as I am. Yeah. So. Again, with letting go over the years and not trying to be such a control freak, I have said, okay, I'm going to have a couple of guidelines for holidays when people come over. And it's the bathrooms have to be clean because gross. Um, And then there's this part of our basement. We have like half finished side of the basement and then half like creepy side of the basement. I love basements like that. It's, It's so much fun. So what happens is if... I've declared it like cleaning time is over. All that crap just goes to the creepy side of the basement. Yeah. And there's there's no more. There's no more like futzing around with the cleaning because now we all need to band together and start the cooking and the decorating and the setting out of dishes. Yeah. So. That, that is a lot of pressure. And then I feel resentful when after everyone leaves, my house is dirty again. And it's like, I just cleaned it just for everyone to mess it up. And no one feels the same pressure you do, or they feel it too late. Scott is notorious for cleaning the cat boxes literally as people are walking in. Like, he will wait till the last moment. I have this thing about the cat boxes, and I had it since I was pregnant. I won't do them. Because I couldn't. Like, you're not allowed to when when you're pregnant pregnant because of the ammonia or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I just stopped doing it. And so that's his one thing is like, no, you handle like I'm not handling the cat boxes and a lot of times I just don't even go in the basement because the kids mess it up to no end and I just it rears up my anxiety so yeah. I just say avoid that yeah you guys go down there 
Dada cleans it up. Dada handles the cat boxes. I do the rest of the whole house. Believe me, it's enough work. Scott was cleaning the cat boxes when I was going into labor with JR the first time. So now it's like a real (laughs) trigger. trigger. Yeah. Because I'm like, remember when I was banging on the walls saying I was going to have the baby and you were cleaning the cat boxes? Oh my god! So yeah, and he just he loves to wait. So that's annoying when people don't have the same sense of urgency. Yes. Over company coming that you do, and then what happens is you're not ready. I'm so glad I'm not hosting this year. You're not ready, right? So it's like I've been running around cleaning, setting things up, and now I feel like I look like shit because I haven't had time to put on my makeup. Right. And then people come over and they're like, "You look tired." Yeah. Well, yeah. I fucking wonder why. <laughs> no. And now on the flip side of that. There is the gripe of when everyone comes over, for some reason, the husband disappears. Oh. And he's nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Where's Peter? I don't know. He, he like, disappeared. And you know what? That might be a sensory overload. Sure. Sure. I'll give him that. But, like, please, for the love of all that is holy, we've been together for 21 years. Get in the kitchen and help me. Yeah. And then it turns to, well, Elizabeth, if you didn't want to do this. Then you shouldn't have offered to host Thanksgiving. And then (laughs) I go. It's too late to back out now. Exactly. And I love Thanksgiving. I love hosting Thanksgiving. It's you, you know. So there we go. Drink a glass of wine. Sorry. (laughs) What do you do when you're bringing together multiple sides of the family that don't know each other or don't typically hang out? One year I did conversation topics on the place card. Just very open-ended. Yeah. Like kind of like icebreakers. I think that was fun, but it was also a little hokey. Yeah, but that's okay. Um, I always get made fun of for doing that. Yeah. By my brother. I, You know what I try and do? I try and just kind of like stir up conversation or maybe pour a couple extra glasses of hot toddy. <laughs> and then that always riles people up to, to converse. I always like playing the game, but I always... Usually after dinner, but I sometimes feel like I'm the only one who wants to. Let's everyone play categories or whatever and they're just people who don't want to participate but I just hate it when it feels stagnant yeah or awkward you know we have we also have some strategically placed individuals who are very good conversation starters so basically like my mom and both my brothers can get anybody to talk yeah so we're positioned all over the house and that that's like an easy way to start conversation. I'm like, go talk to that. I've, I've actually said that to my mother. Yeah. That person, can you please go talk to that person? And then she, just because that's who she is. Yeah. She's able to do that. So well, That's good. Yeah. What about gri- gripes that I have rev- also revolve around topics of conversation? Oh, uh, that's a big one. So my, I have no-no's. Like, we will not be talking about this. Yeah. Does anyone else have, like, topic no-nos that you're not allowed to bring up? Like, like Aunt Susie's, you know, ex-husband who <laughs> slept with his, her best friend's sister. Like, nobody talk about that. Mm. Ours, well, for mine, it's no talk of politics or religion or old arguments. Or the family member no one talks to anymore. Yeah, and I think as a host, you get to do that. But as a guest, you have no control, and that's where it's scary. No, and you know what I did start doing when we've had different gatherings? If some conversation starts happening and I don't want to be a part of it, I'm, like, out of there. I just stand up and leave. Yeah. Because I can't. I've got enough anxiety in my own brain. Uh Like, I cannot add any (laughs) more. No. It goes back to last week. Take that text. Oh, I have a text. I have to go answer. (gasps) I love that one. You know? Now no one's going to believe me when I do that. 
here's another one. Families that get really stuck in certain traditions. So either you as like the outsider or guests are totally left out or they aren't flexible to changing things as the families change. Mm. I think this happens a lot. I do too. Yeah. Especially with maybe older parents or grandparents or aunts and uncles. Like they want to savor that. Yeah. Like those traditions. Or keep talking about that one subject or remember when you were five and you did this. I heard this talked about on what made me think of it, Shrink Chicks, that podcast I love. So they're two licensed therapists and they go into topics. And one of them was saying that this has a tendency to happen when you go into like, let's say the family home. So you grew up there. So Mm. she goes, even if I tell myself beforehand, I'm not going to go in and fight with my sibling or Mm -hmm. whatever. I walk into that house that I lived in for 20 years. I sit in that recliner in the corner that I always sit in and I start in. She's like, I just naturally like go back to my old ways because it's a an environment that encourages yeah. that behavior, I guess. She says, I have to like think about, <laughs> do mm-hmm. not do that. Do yeah. not engage in this way. And I just think that's an interesting thing too. Like we don't have that in my house. Like we've all moved on different places remarriages um so yeah we don't have like the family home or whatever but I do think that's something that happens I do too we we're the same like all of our families have like moved on to different locations yeah so we don't have that like childhood home that we grew up in oh god I'm like sweating over this conversation (laughs) okay now you're gonna be absolutely repulsed by this one ready (laughs) are you ready yeah Someone taking a massive poop in the main bathroom and not using the window, the fan. Oh my God. Or the spray or the candle or the 16,000 things that have been provided. Like you you someone, provide like a whole oh, sure. lineup, like the poopery. Whatever you love. You want the fancy poopery? You want some Clorox bleach wipes? What are you going to do? So don't drop a deuce on Thanksgiving in the, the main, main bathroom. bathroom. Wow. Just just say, what do you do you have another someone's in the bathroom? Lie to me. Yeah. Do you have another bathroom? Yes, we do. It's upstairs. Rent a portal it, put it in your driveway. Something. <laughs> go I, I just Wouldn't that be funny? Anyone who has to poop, please go outside to the outhouse. Because then it's just off or just open the window and spend some time like fanning with I mean, this is literally what I'm doing if I have to do this. In yeah. someone's house, I'm opening the window, I'm wiping everything down with wipes. So that no one knows I'm doing courtesy flushes. It's so I'm, funny. Maybe, I mean, I don't know anything about this because I can't smell, but maybe the old adage that you can't smell your own shit is like true. <laughs> <laughs> or my shit doesn't smell. What is what is the saying? My shit doesn't stink. Maybe it doesn't to people. I don't know. Well, in the when this really set me off was when we had a house that had a bathroom, like very, a terrible design, where the bathroom was like right off the kitchen. How Ooh. repulsive. It was so disgusting. I so, know a lot of houses like that. Ugh. So convenient though. I mean, it is convenient, but like <laughs> not when you have a little poop fest. Yeah. So yes. I, so I'm sure people are going to be repulsed by that, but I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Okay. I have a really funny one too. Have you ever crashed a Thanksgiving? No. Well, get ready because I'm going to crash yours this year. If I have to come home to let the dogs out, I'm totally going to walk in your front totally door. Do. Be like, oh, shoot, I forgot the potatoes. 
No, this happens more. I feel like in college when you're like super close with your friends, mm-hmm. you, I'd have Thanksgiving and then I'd go to like Ian's or Tony's or and you'd go to your friend's house for Thanksgiving. I, I don't think we do it as adults, but it's a funny thing to think about. But I remember <laughs> this one Thanksgiving, we went to my friend Tony. He now lives in New York. We went there after we all had the dinners at our families and he was telling us during the dinner another family walked in the front door and they didn't know them. <laughs> the houses it wasn't in that the subdivision, right it wasn't the right house. The f- houses all looked pretty similar in the subdivision and people just walked in. Now you could have not walked into a better house because they're all hilarious. Oh so th- they saw the look on the people's faces <laughs> and they were like looking at each other and they're like, come on in. <laughs> they're just like, come on in. And the people were horrified, but I love that story. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, and then they just walked in the front door. They just walked in. Like, yeah. And then they like look around like, wait, we don't know anyone. Oh God, that's hysterical. <laughs> no, I have not done that. Nor has that happened to me. But if it did, side convo. Yeah. But there used to be someone who lived in my house who gave massages. Now I can't, I can't be certain what kind of massages were being given. But <laughs> there on, was neon lights in the window. When a, a couple of times when we first moved in, no, it's more than a couple, like four or five times, someone <gasps> would literally come into our front door oh. and be like, hey. One time it was like a dude. Yeah. And he's like, oh, isn't this blah, blah, blah address? So she was, yeah, she so, was doing it out of her home, like yeah, hair. Yes. Yeah. And and I'm like, no, this is not a massage parlor. Get out of here, buddy. And it happened to creepy. Peter, too. Like, Peter was walking around in his underwear. I'm like, <laughs> this dude. And see, it was a lot of dudes. So this is why I question. Yeah. But that has happened. So it's not Thanksgiving related, but we've had people, like, walk into our house. That's wild. Joke's on you, buddy. You saw my husband in his underpants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have one more. Good. One of my other gripes is making rude comments about the food you're eating at the Thanksgiving table. Like, this is really dry. (gasps) This turkey is really dry, Elizabeth. (laughs) I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. On the holidays. it's too late. I don't care what holiday it is. Yeah. You lie. Yeah. Just, can we just make that a naturally (laughs) accepted truth of thanksgiving let's just lie about the food you lie this is the best thing i've ever eaten oh my god oh my this gosh. tastes like i'm in italy yeah it's so different than last year what did what did you do it's yes, so great this is amazing no you just lie and i'm not gonna point fingers or mention names of anyone in my family that will just blatantly say this stuffing is way too sticky and it's oh. like stuck to the top of my mouth i don't care then then leave yeah then fine, you're not invited next year. Well, you put a tofurkey out and their attitudes will change real fast. I'm not even kidding you. That's so happening. That is happening. And <laughs> I'm not telling anybody. I will come with the tofurkey. Crash your Thanksgiving. Where can I find one? I brought the tofurkey. <laughs> you guys, I know you were really concerned. I brought the tofurkey. <laughs> and everyone's like, who is she? And that's weird. Oh, <laughs> uh, So that that's pretty much my... My, wow. la- my last gripe. Although I do have one about the day after Thanksgiving because like, that's always pertinent. But you, what, I don't what know if do I have, have any more. No, I talked about a lot of them with Julia because people had sent a lot of them in. Good. Yeah. So, I mean, not good, but like well, that's awesome. Yeah, we got into it. Yeah, do you have one more? I have a day after Thanksgiving one. Okay. Now, this is rooted in the fact that I worked retail for a long time. Uh-huh. 
I worked retail for many years, and the day after Thanksgiving, there's like crazy people out, and it's just not necessary. And I, I just don't see the value in the day after the Thanksgiving stuff. I just I can't get into it, and I think it's because Black Friday I, they call I, it yeah, the sales. Like, I worked the day after, mm-hmm. and it's it's tainted me. So now, our family tradition. And I almost feel like I shouldn't say this out loud because then other people will do it. But oh, <laughs> we go to the zoo. Oh, so we get super bundled up, and you know, there's nobody there. There's no one there. No. I mean, maybe there's twenty families. The polar bears are out shopping. Yes, and then oh. so we go. Yeah, <laughs> they're getting their deals. <laughs> But we go to the zoo, and then we have a nice dinner after. So, like, we go to, like, a nice restaurant. Oh, that's fun. And that has been our, like, we've done that. This is, like, our sixth year that we're doing that. Wow. Even if it's, like, super cold or, the, actually, a couple of years ago, it was, like, 55 degrees out. It was beautiful. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. And so we were just zip, zipping around the zoo. So, Well, the sad truth about the Black Friday stuff is that a lot of people who work retail have to leave Thanksgiving or not go because they have to go early to set up the sales. And I know people that have to do that. Yes. And so then they don't get a holiday and that sucks. No. I mean, can they have one day? Well, okay. Should we close the door on gripes? I'm sure I'm going to yeah. think of more as soon as we depart, but... That's okay. There's always next year. (laughs) Well, tell you what, let's pause here and jump into my interview with the Blissful Mama and talk about listener concerns, and then we will come back and do recipe box and self-care. So we are here with Julia Randall, the Blissful Mama, our first two-time guest. Julia, how honored do you feel? So honored. Thank you for having me on again. It's a I mean, treat. you're like our favorite. So that's why you're on twice. So Julia is just talented in all kinds of ways, and she's a licensed social worker. So we have asked her on the podcast today to talk about some of the troubles about Thanksgiving and especially some of the ones our listeners have sent to us. So Julia, are you ready to dive into our listener issues? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, so the first one, Julia, is when people bring up politics at the dinner table. Heavy hitter. It definitely is. What do we do? You know what happens. It probably happened more a couple of years ago. Um, But if it happens now, that just seems like a really hard situation for everyone. What are some suggestions of how we would deal with that? Sure. Um, Well, I think the number one thing to do is to try to not personalize things that people say. Most times people are talking when they're talking about politics or talking about something else that's a touchy subject. It's usually because it's something that they're really interested in or, you know, maybe they don't get to talk to a lot of people about it. So they they just want everyone to listen or they think they can you know, change people's beliefs by their words. Um, so I would say, try not to take it personally, whatever they say, like, okay, that's, that's important to them, but for you to not take it personally. Um, I would also say, become the master of small talk. Like if you (laughs) start with, oh my goodness, your hair is so beautiful. Or if you love their outfit or you heard they got a new job or they just got back from Hawaii or whatever the case may be, ask them questions or, you know, common ground for that person get them talking, get them talking about something that they're passionate about. Off the subject of Off where the they subject. were going. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, ultimately, if it gets, if it gets ugly, then I would just say politely, 
listen, I respect that your opinions are different than mine. I think we're just going to agree to disagree. And I'm not, I'm not going to try to change your beliefs right now. And I would ask that you try not to change mine and leave it at that. I feel like that's Let's have some pie. (laughs) Yeah. And let's just focus on the dessert. That's just, it's a sticky one, but I think those are great suggestions. Okay, here. And by the way, I did not include any listener names on these. I didn't want to implicate the innocent. So (laughs) we are not using first names even on these. Okay, here's another one. When the way you make the dish isn't the way Aunt Lois makes the dish. (laughs) I love that one. Okay. (laughs) I would say uh, we're going to go back to do not personalize because Aunt Lois probably thinks that her way is the best and you got to have those extra three cups of sour cream or whatever it is, <laughs> you know, it reminds me of the scene in friends when, when do you, did you watch friends? Oh yes. Yes. When, when Rachel makes the, um, mince pie, the truffle, truffle, trifle. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the trifle, like truffle, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's a holiday. It's not in time to pick fights. Just, you know, let it, let it go um, or break or make two versions. Like I know at my Thanksgiving dinner, one person really doesn't like onions. So one dish literally gets made with onions and one without, and it's fine. You know, yeah. I, I would say just either bring two, try to not personalize and, and maybe um, leave conversations and emotions at Thanksgiving. Sometimes if you take it home with you, if you're driving home thinking oh, that aunt Lois, if she just hadn't made potatoes that way um and you're overthinking about that you know I mean sometimes people do overthink it and you just kind of spiral in your thoughts and you spent you waste a lot of time doing that so I would say agreeing that all right whatever happens at Thanksgiving dinner let's leave it there it doesn't have to follow you home same thing with the motions that happen there obviously it doesn't mean you're gonna forget about it but at least try to not it's over with. You can't change it. Whatever happened, happened. And then move on. And I think sometimes even explaining your changes, like I remember when my uh, grandparents on my dad's side were alive, they lived at home. They had some help, but they like were 90 something living at home together still. And I would bring food um, all the time for Thanksgiving and even like old family recipes, but I made them differently because I don't eat red meat. There's certain like dietary things we just do in my family. And so I would just explain, I'm like, well, the meatballs I now do with chicken (laughs) and this I replaced with this to try it or whatever. And my grandma was totally open to it once I explained it. Oh, okay. And she was like, oh, that's interesting. You do it this way, you know? So maybe you could just maybe try to explain the different ways you do it. I don't know that might help. Who knows? Sometimes there's no helping these situations. Okay. Here's the next one. I'm running 30 minutes late as the host and my in-laws show up 30 minutes early. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say depends on what kind of relationship you have with your in-laws. If it's a pretty close relationship where you can ask them to do things, I would, I would put them to work like light work, you know? Oh, can you, helps at the table. Can you put ice in the glasses, things like that. Um, Or I would task whoever's not cooking, whether it's you or your partner, maybe they can settle them down and give them appetizers. Or I don't know if people have, not everyone has appetizers because it's usually such a big meal, but they can, you know, 
entertain them basically while you finish everything up and take some deep breaths you know dinner yeah. will happen eventually even if it's not not on, exactly on schedule um it's okay i think sometimes we have to not aim for perfection and just kind of roll with the punches you know and you know what if you're not ready you're not ready yeah and maybe they watch your two-year-old yeah why you, you know, why you finished getting ready or whatever the case may be. But, um, you know, if people are early, chances are they probably know they're early. I don't know. Right. Sometimes people just act like they don't know, but if they know they're early and you know, they're early, like, okay, I'm still getting ready here. Take the kid into the other room or whatever. Right. I don't know. Right. I think, yeah. With that, like focusing on what you can control and what you can't control, you can't control if they show up early, even if you told them, you know, a different time, but you can control how you react to it. And, you know, next things, I think watching the kids playing with them is a great idea. It's a hard one. Okay. This one, <laughs> they just get harder. <laughs> when someone else disciplines your kids. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's a really tough one. Um, yeah. And a pet peeve of mine as a mom, I would say, first of all, take a deep breath before you speak. <laughs> I, I think that's wise in a lot of situations. You don't have to always speak right away. Take a deep breath and kindly, you know, explain to them, thank you for offering that or thank you for trying. I will take it from here. Thank you, but that's not actually how we do it. I, I it depends on whether you want to talk about it in front of your children or not. Cause I know that's the hard that's part. The hard it's like part. you might not want to undermine their authority in front of the children. Right. But then it's like that happens and you're mad at yourself if you don't intervene. Right. But then how to intervene, it just gets really tricky. Mm-hmm. And I do think it depends on your relationship. Like, here's the thing. And I gave a lot of thought to this one because I think it's a really hard one. If your relationship with them is like super close, they're watching your kid every week or something and they know your kids so well, that's a different relationship. And so they correct your kid. I'm not going to jump at that. Or, or if it's a safety thing, anything like that, then like any adult intervenes, just like on the playground, like I would intervene with a stranger's kid if it was a safety issue. But if they're just jumping at your kid or something your kid said or some, something like that, if they don't have a direct relationship, like they're not watching them every week, they don't see them that often, this is a hot button for me. Like you don't get to step in and tell my kid what to say or do. You don't get to. But I also am very cognizant enough not mm -hmm. ruining that relationship in front of the child. Yeah. I would definitely try to remove your child from the situation you know, tell them to go to the other room, play, go get something, help grandma with the dishes, whatever it is, something that will occupy them for a period of time. And then, you know, kindly address it to the person. And I would stick to the facts. I know you, you can feel, we can feel very emotional about this, but I would try to say, I noticed you, you know, state the fact, whatever they said, or however they discipline their child. I'm not okay with that we discipline differently in our home. I don't think you need to provide a reason why or, you know, go into how you parent just politely saying, I saw this, this is not how we do it. Please don't do it again. Okay, that's fair. All right, let's see what else we have. Oh, <laughs> people saying they might stop by, 
okay, like I get that you're popular and have better offers, but I need to know if you need me to keep the potatoes warm. <laughs> yes, uh, people who are are vague about that. I mean, I would say there's a microwave yeah. and there's an oven, you know, uh, it depends, of course, of what kind of host you are. That's stressful. But I would say, well, so dinner is at this time. If you come at a different time, we'll probably have leftovers. If you do, I, I'm assuming most people have leftovers and, and just leave it at that. I don't think you have a responsibility to keep food hot. You know, if someone's maybe going to stop by, I would just stick to what works for you. Yeah. And you don't have a responsibility to know their schedule for the day. Like they've probably already eaten a dinner somewhere else. Like you never, and if you kept everything warm and then maybe they don't even want to eat, you don't know. And people try to fit in a lot into that one day and schedules can be all over the place. So I don't think you have to keep the potatoes warm. I don't think so either. I think if you are hosting Thanksgiving, it's important to balance your own needs. And by that, I mean your sanity too, you know, it's, it's really hard to cook a meal, set the table, serve it, engage people, have a clean house, all those things. And then worry about these little nuances. I think there's some things that if you let them go, then you will have less stress and anxiety, you know, and you can still handle it well and let by letting them know what time the meal is. Hope to see you. But letting those people know too that like we weren't sure if you were coming. So we ate already or, you know, we weren't sure we you were coming. So we don't there's not room at this table, but you can sit at this table over here. So finding some sort of accommodation if someone really wants to see you and they they come there, they're obviously going to be hopefully a little more flexible. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Relatives telling you your kid should stay up late just to benefit them. Mm. Let them stay up a little bit. We're all up. Just let them stay up. I think it's okay. That would be going back to the parenting, how you parent your children, you know, of, I, I don't think you need to explain it, but all, if you wanted to, you could say, we tend to do better. He tends to do, or she tends to do better when they're on a routine. And so we're going to stick to our routine because it, even though it's a holiday, it's still, it's still important for him to have a routine. Unless you're getting up with him tomorrow, unless you're going to be the one dealing with the temper tantrums. Right. No, you don't get to say when he goes to bed. Yeah. That's, I mean, they're not, they don't know. They don't know your kid. Like, you know, your kid. No, they don't. Yeah. I, I think everyone parents differently that but that does happen it totally happens um okay so here is one that other people had and i have how to navigate multiple thanksgivings especially in different towns with children that is a tough one so i would think for that i've never i have to admit i've never actually had to do that nice okay i only have either one family or another family and they live really far, like in, across the country. So <laughs> we either spend it with one, with one family or the other. So personally, you know, but I, okay. I would say prioritize what you want to do. Do you want to have the bulk of your meal at house A and then dessert at house B right. and, you know, just some company at house C. It depends on how many there are. I would say prioritize what's important to you. And obviously making some compromises, as long as you're not the only family members that are coming to that person's 
people's Thanksgiving. Right. Um, there'll be other people there. You know, they're okay with that. So I would say make a plan that fits in with your routine. And then beyond that, you know, it's it's out of your control. I, I imagine going to more than, I think two would be most. Yes. I mean, if anyone- and depending on the travel your, time. Right, that too. You and know? how young your kids are. Because it just gets right. chaotic. But I think a clear divide is a good strategy. I know that's what we're doing this year. It's like dinner at one, dessert at the other. And don't forget, you're probably bringing dishes <laughs> to both right. of these two. So that can get sticky. But if you don't have a clear plan, it's easy to like lay over and suddenly it's too late. And now you're going to the other one too late. And now dessert is late or the kids are sleepy or it just is a mess. Right. Um, so yeah, I think you do have to decide ahead of time. And I think it's okay to say no too if you say it politely. If you're not able to go to everyone's house or something happens, you know, where your kids do need a nap or you're going to be late, it's okay to set that boundary and say no to people. I think having a routine is is really key. But yeah, prioritize what's important to you. Other people might have other priorities, but it's not your responsibility to make everyone happy. Your responsibility is to take care of your family and have a happy Thanksgiving. So however that looks for you. Now, Julia, in your work as a therapist, do you experience that people have sort of higher anxiety around the holidays? Um, are yes. these issues? Yeah. And, and are these the types of issues people are bringing to you? Like, are they worried about the, the multiple families or the family dynamics or the politics at the table? Like, are these things that people express as a concern? Yes, it is. I actually read a study when I was preparing for this episode and it was like 63% of people report higher anxiety and higher depression levels around the holidays. So if you already struggle with those things or eating disorders or or substance abuse, um, all of those issues are going to be exacerbated by any holiday. Or if you've had um, a close family member pass away, grief is really tough around the holidays as well. So those are all things that, that I talk about with people. So I know I've been I've been kind of jumping all all over the place, but I would say for all of those trying to treat Thanksgiving Day like any other day mm-hmm. um, with some differences, obviously. But I think sometimes we build it up in our heads to be this, you know, holiday and everything that that means. And what does that mean? Because that's such a broad term and it means something so different for each individual. I think trying to keep it, okay, it's still an ordinary day. We're still going to have a routine, still having breakfast. If you're someone who is anxious, I recommend exercising um, so you can get out some of that that stress physically. Um, Or if you struggle with depression, that will boost your endorphins. I think that's definitely definitely helpful. And then I, I think being careful, you know, with how much you drink too. Because drinking can bring out a lot of emotions. It can make you feel more depressed. I know it's definitely like socially socially acceptable and it can be fun, but I think you just have to be careful with it depending on just your mood and, and how you feel that day. You know, some people are okay with it and some people aren't. So not building up so much the day in your expectations, exercising before getting some of that physical anxiety out and then monitoring your alcohol level. Those are our three tips. I think those are all things. 
I think if, you know, if you're worried about the people too, or interactions with people, not just with politics, but in general, um, it can be stressful to see certain family members or relatives or friends um, if you don't have the best relationship with them. I think it's important to have ways to take breaks during Thanksgiving too, mm -hmm. if you're at someone's house. So definitely being able to leave the room, go somewhere else. If that means going to the car for something, go walk around a little bit. A change of scenery makes such an impact on your brain, even if your thoughts are racing or stressed or like you are very, very much in your emotions, changing the scenery helps a lot. So I would say go outside if you can, go for a brief walk if it's not too cold or just go to your car. If you want to stay in the house, go to the bathroom and pour <laughs> some cold water on your neck. Yeah. It really calms you down like a lot. Wow. Um, that, yeah. that I would say if your anxiety is way up there, you're like, you know, bordering on a panic attack. Those are just some of the things that we talk about, but I think it, it varies a lot from person to person. Yeah. Elizabeth and I talked about this um, on part one and just, you have the ability to disengage. Like you don't have to sit there through a difficult conversation. You exactly. can walk away. You can go take a phone call. You can get a text. You can, you know, there's multiple reasons to walk out of the room and you can, you can take those breaks for your to maintain your mental state. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I would also say if you're open to meditation, I would start that now. I would not wait till Thanksgiving because it takes some, some practice to do that. It's like looking up a YouTube video. There's lots of, you know, free meditations. You can look up just a five minute meditation for anxiety with that. It just, it basically helps you focus being okay with your thoughts and emotions kind of just passing by you like you have these thoughts you have these emotions and then you let them go um, and that's a skill that helps a lot when you're in holiday type situations being able to have thoughts or reactions to people and then just letting them go so you could do those guided medication medication that too <laughs> the guided meditation on the way to the relative's house. <laughs> you could, yes. And there's even, and if you don't want a meditation, there is this song I will find the name of for you because I am always forgetting it that has been proven to help people's anxiety. And I have a lot of clients tell me that it helps um, them fall asleep. Really? Just yes. one miracle song? It's this one song. It was made as a part of a research study it was a collaboration between a some kind of university or lab and then a band. And it's, I don't even know if it's like a song. It's like sounds. I, okay. I don't know how to describe it, um, but I'm going to send it to you too. Yes. And, and we'll link it in the show notes. This is very is interesting. More, it was proven to be more relaxing. This was done in England. Um, that's my disclaimer. Then having a <laughs> cup of tea. This is why taking a bath you know, other, other things. It's a really cool, really cool song. So listen to that song. If you can step out for a minute, just don't watch the video. It's video's a little weird. It looks like spaceships landing, but so meditation that or music that's relaxing to you, listening to it on the way, being able to focus on your breathing. I think sometimes that helps too. All right. Do you want to play a little game? 
I didn't let you play the wine game the first time we met up together. So I have a a substitute game for you this time. Ooh, what is it? (laughs) It's the nine most awkward conversation topics for Thanksgiving dinner from living.alot.com. So I want you to guess. It's like family feud. Okay. I want you to guess some of the most awkward topics that could be brought up at the Thanksgiving table. What do you think? Uh, people's sex lives. Oh, that's, this is why you're a therapist. You just got number one. Oh, <laughs> I would have never thought that. I cannot imagine oh. sex lives being brought up at the Thanksgiving table, but number one, ding, ding, ding is the birds and the bees. I would say that includes when are you guys having kids? You used the to hear worst. that one all the time. The yeah. Worst. That, that falls under that category. When are you having a girl? When's the next one coming? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, other guesses. I mean, uh, politics is probably on. Number six is politics. Absolutely. Religion. Number three. Yes. I was like, where is it? Because it needs to be on there. Yeah. And that's, I think, a big one. It is definitely. Um, How much money people make. Yes. (laughs) Look at you. You've heard of it all. That's number seven, earnings. Okay. So I've gotten, I've gotten four. You've gotten four of the nine. Five more. Okay. You're doing better than I did. Um, I was going to say, you know, COVID, but I don't. Right. Yeah. No, they didn't talk about like anything like that. Uh, Maybe talking about going to the bathroom. Like Especially with kids at the table. Cause that's all mine. want to talk about it's not on there, but I agree. My pet peeve when people talk about their weight, but I don't know if that's on Ooh, there. That's a good one. It's not on there. I would hope no one talks about that, but uh, you know, it happens all the time. Okay. Do you want to hear the other ones? Yes. Cause I'm stumped on the other. Okay. Ones. Number nine is social media. Oh, isn't okay. that funny? But the example they gave was like, guess who tweeted me? Here's the thing. Your grandma's not going to get it. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't talk about like what you did on yeah. TikTok. If I don't think people are I really going to relate. know your audience for that one. You know, like if you're talking to cousins or right. younger people, talk about social media if you want to, but yeah, don't talk about it with grandmas. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight, recent passings. Hmm. Everyone wants to talk about the people that have died on the holidays. If you want to just kill the mood, that's how you do it. Like you said, emotions are high, but you can't, I mean, that can't be the focus. That somber state, that's, it's going to just stay there. And I fit through, I mean, I have lost a ton of people, but like, you can't focus on that at every gathering. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I've definitely been to a, um, a big celebratory event where someone just was, very much in their emotions about it and it was it was so sad to watch so yeah i i agree with that number seven was earnings number six was politics number five was marriage plans number four (laughs) failed relationships oh where's jenny you brought her last year what happened to you and jenny (laughs) oh (laughs) or well your ex-husband he used to just be so number three is religion number two is business opportunities in quotes. Oh goodness. Like someone's trying to get you to join their MLM at maybe. Maybe. Hmm. And number one is the birds and the bees. So kind of funny, but grain of truth in every single one. 
Is there anything we left out? I love your tips. We're going to put those on as a story. Anything we didn't get to that you think people have a tough time with or some situations that you want to address? I think I'll just review, you know, the main points. I did want to briefly mention if people are worried about the food, if they struggle with eating at all. I think, again, trying to keep a routine with that. So having breakfast, depending on when you eat the Thanksgiving meal, still having some, whether that's your lunch and then later having like a small, you know, a small dinner and being okay with overeating a little bit if that happens to you you know i think it's it's okay to sit with that it doesn't mean you have to not eat the next day or you know do anything drastic but i, I think just trying to have moderation with that and wearing clothes that you're comfortable in you know um, everyone feels differently about what they wear on Thanksgiving, but I think you should wear what you're comfortable in. But I think I covered everything else saying, being okay to say no politely, setting boundaries with people, agreeing to leave conversations and emotions at Thanksgiving is another big one. Sometimes I like to choose a landmark for that. Like, okay, we can talk about dinner until we pass this, this road and then we're done. We're done talking. We're just going to leave it so we don't yeah. keep rehashing it. Um, and focusing on what you can, what you can control, I think is important. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. This was really helpful. And I'm sure our listeners think so too. Hey, we're just on a roll. We'll have you on again. Well, thank you. It was definitely, <laughs> it was lovely to be on again. And thanks for, thanks for making me think about all of these. Cause you know, do I have you worried now? <laughs> sometimes I, I think I've heard everything, but you, you hear all these all these new things, but still just one day. So hopefully people can enjoy it. And even if it's not all enjoyable, at least um, enjoying part of it. I did want to say in case there's anyone who is really struggling, whether it is with a mental health issue or with grief, I think it's always okay to talk to a therapist to find one. And if you're really struggling, I sent over some resources. Maybe we can put them on um, Mm -hmm. the show notes that include like the suicide prevention line, the crisis texting line. Just I always like people to have them because I I, we never know, you know, what what listeners might be going through. Right. And we're not here to undermine anyone's trauma. There is a resource for you to use to reach out to should you need it. That's always there. Great reminders. Well, thank you, Julia. You are awesome. And we will see you again. Thanks for having me. Okay, let's talk recipe box. So my recipe box is a Bouche de Noel. What? Which is a chocolate log. Oh, I love that. It's like a French chocolate log. We called it a Yule log. A Yule log, yes. So I can't say that word again. Bouche de Noel. Mm. Um, Bougie. I tried one of these when I was like in my childhood and it did not pan out. So I'm going to try and resurrect it this year. So I will will have the recipe in the notes yeah. because I'm going to find a different recipe. But it's a little bit more labor intensive. But I think that it's fun for the holiday. And it's like chocolate cake and chocolate mousse and stuff. As yeah. I remember that sounds really good. And then you decorate it like to look like a log. Yeah. So I mean you can't. I, don't, I wonder what kind of tradition because we used to have them at herbs all the time oh yeah yeah at the bakery i worked at okay that's fun Mm -hmm. a little dessert mine is for after thanksgiving it is dad's leftover turkey pot pie now it was not my dad's however it's called that on (laughs) allrecipes.com 
And it's awesome, though, because you know you get tired of eating turkey sandwiches, and yeah. you sometimes you just don't know what to do with the turkey. Well, if you're Elizabeth's family, you're going to hang the carcass outside. Absolutely, we will. <laughs> and then you're going to take the leftover turkey, and you mix up this uh, turkey pot pie recipe, and it's really pretty easy I actually will freeze some up. Sometimes I'll mix it up and then put it in the freezer if I don't want turkey pot pie right after. But I just use the homemade, homemade, no, I don't. I use the pre-made crust, <laughs> just like buy it in the store. Yeah. And little pies kind of work better than the big one because the big one, then when you cut the big one, like all the turkey stuff kind of falls out. Mm-hmm. So I like little pot pies and you just get like those jumbo muffin tins. Yeah. It is so good, and it's just a way to use the leftovers and reinvent them where it feels like a brand new dinner. I love that. So it's a good recipe. I'll put it on the drop. Well, there you go. Self-care suggestion box. My self-care is come to yoga on December 5th. It's at Soma Yoga Studio. Just come. You're going to have a nice time in that. You're going to feel very peaceful and relaxed and stretched and breathing and all the things. And all the things. (laughs) Mine is at your Thanksgiving table, you mention our podcast to another mom. (gasps) I love that. You're going to see other moms at Thanksgiving. So bring it up with another mom or you can send the podcast you, it's really easy because they're going to forget what you were talking about. So, especially if they're drinking. So, you want to just press the little dots on your podcast player. On Apple Podcasts, it's in the bottom right-hand corner. And a little screen will come up and it says send. and you Or it says share. You can share and text the podcast to someone else so they um, know how to listen. As we would like to keep growing and changing and expanding and taking over the country. In the world. <laughs> we lost our Swedish <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I don't see them on the analytics anymore. Darn it. Well, this has been a good vent session. I think it just got all that dirty, dirtiness out. You're just ready now to host? Mm, not really. <laughs> if you have an idea to help us with our conundrums or you want to share some challenges, tips, or traditions of your own, come continue the conversation with us on our Instagram at mdm the pod and what else say hey, get your she's birdie get your wine ready let's let's do this yeah <laughs> don't engage don't engage assign just... your children the chores to do ahead of time Ooh. if you don't vacuum the floors you don't get to come to thanksgiving please find a friend's house to go to wait then they'll just leave won't they, they will yeah, yeah they, they don't care that's fine well cheers to you cheers to us Cheers to moms. Come sit with us again next week. Yowling. Oh my god, I thought that was a child, and I was like, I thought there were no children. No, just cats just ruining my life.